This is Game Theory, our podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making, hosted by me, Nick Andrews, and my brother, Chris. In this episode, pumpkins, sweaters, apples, and dead leaves. Each year around Labor Day, it feels like college sorority girls, Home Depot dads, and everyone in between sees that Starbucks' famous pumpkin spice latte is back. They start ordering them in droves. They go to the grocery store and pick up their favorite sixer of pumpkin ale or Oktoberfest. And for us men over six feet and 200 pounds, we may even switch from shorts to pants. But this year, something's up. The pumpkin spice latte tastes way worse. It's not the same guilty pleasure and happiness that it's always been. So what the hell did Starbucks do? We'll tell you. They exposed you. They exposed a silly little secret that's been hiding there all along. It's the same secret in your pumpkin beers, your pumpkin Pop-Tarts, and all that other shameless pumpkin stuff you've been sneaking. In this episode, we talk fall, food, football, and pumpkin. And welcome to episode 40 of Game Theory, a podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making. Nick, speaking of 40, yes. today, as we record this, it is the 15th anniversary of one of the greatest sports quotes of all times. Coach Mike Gundy of the Oklahoma State Cowboys in a press conference warned the press not to go after his players saying, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Oh, that was 15 years ago, so he's not 40 anymore. 15 years. No, he's 55, if my math. That is crazy math. That is up. the kind of math that would get you to a school better than Oklahoma State, I can tell you that. Well, you know, there are no schools better than Oklahoma State and Stillwater, except for Stillwater <laughs> Community College. That Well, yeah, I mean, if that's a thing, I imagine that would be true. In this episode, Chris, we're talking about pumpkin spice and everything nice and a little bit of mythology that's been happening around fall. We, I had considered, we didn't discuss, but I had considered doing an emergency podcast about chess and anal beads and cheating, but I don't have to. It won't take much m- to the relief of everybody who's listening. We don't have yeah. to do an episode about chess related anal bead cheating. However, that is a thing, and you don't have to look far. It will be in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> That's genuinely true. It is. Player three, I was listening to uh, Nick's sister podcast, Interesting to See, daily mm-hmm. sports podcast, news narratives, takes gambling, et cetera. I've mocked Better. him for it on the show before. He genuinely does have good content, Appreciate and it. he mentioned the anal bead cheating scandal right. that's rocking the chess world right now and making it into mainstream media. Yeah, it's insanely how it's insane how mainstream it was on Pardon My Take the other day about how crazy this the, this cheating scandal has been and the anal beads thing is it's a buzzer that where would you hide it? Well in your shoe or somewhere else. And that's that's essentially the gist so you you've understood all of it now. And if you want to look into it, uh, you can do that. But we're gonna do chess bonus episodes. We can't do two of them a fiscal quarter, Chris. It's just too much. Too much chess. Yeah, it's so. not legal. It's too much chess for people who are like into chess. Yes. It's way too much chess for people who don't care about it. Right. That's exactly right. And speaking about things that people do and don't care about, let's talk about pumpkins. So about halfway through this episode, we are going to have our first mono and mono 1v1 competition. And player three, you can play along and message us and email us about what we get wrong. We are going to draft the top three things about fall. So the way it's going to work is if I were to take, uh, say, for example, um, sweaters, then Chris couldn't take sweaters. So we're going to draft against one another. We're going to see who wins. If you have thoughts, you can find us on Instagram or all of the stuff in the show notes. This is the last podcast episode we dropped without a newsletter. 
You can check links in the show notes. There will be a newsletter soon. It's basically just an episode and also what we're reading. What we're going to read about, uh, for example, if I were to do a newsletter today, we would have a thought, our thoughts on GoldenEye 007, then a bunch of links about Magnus Carlson and uh, cheating in college football and how Arizona State maybe was giving away plays on purpose so that they could get their, their own coach fired, things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. We're right. always reading about it. We're always news grazing, just like anybody else. Right. We're scrolling. I don't do TikTok, but Nick does a lot of TikTok. Oh, TikTok. I scroll a lot of Twitter. I'm reading the news every day. I'm reading books every right. once in a while, or I'm lying about reading books every yeah, once sure. in a while. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and we're excited to tell you about it. Right, and Chris, you can follow us on all these things. Shouts to our friend John. I think uh, John is from Florida for the subreddit. Subreddit will be in the show notes as well. Okay. Should we get into fall? Is it time? Are the leaves falling? Should we get into fall? As of right now, Nick, I just looked this up for double confirmation. On today, we're recording this on September 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2002 and 20. And at 9.03 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, that's almost exactly, that's 24 minutes from now, we will hit the autumn equinox in the Northern Hemisphere, and we will officially transition out of that wretched, wretched wench summer summer fucks and into summer. the loving gentle embrace of the lady autumn i can tell that either you live in san diego or you're rich if you like summer yeah i mean that's that's the only real explanation yeah the, the drinks are great for like a week and that week is spring break yeah you know, nobody likes citrus after a while uh, hibiscus like, and cucumber fuck off i'm over it i'm, yeah. I'm over the cucumber cucumber peaked with the other guys, with oh, Will Ferrell and movie. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's a good. And movie. that scene when he's like, "Tony, have you tried the or whatever his name is? Have you tried the water? Like the cucumber complements the water in such a way. Yeah, we're over. We're over that. Everything is better in the fall. It is better. And in the fall. It, I, I would say the flavors are probably the most yes. prominent. Like, I guess visceral thing that you can tie to fall. But there's there's the comfort level. There's the improved swag. There's more enjoyable weather. There's more exciting sports. The diversions pile up in the fall, almost right. literally in the case of raking leaves. Yes. It's just the superior season. And I think I speak for every human adult in the Northern Hemisphere when I say I'm really, really psyched about this. Me too. So I, it also culminates in Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is the best thing ever. And we're going to celebrate. We have some pumpkin beer. We're going to talk about that a little later too because pumpkin beer is going to be a big part of this episode. The real question is, Chris, we have to think about this in a certain way, which is like how much of fall and the monetization of fall is happening and how much of it is bullshit and how much of it is real. So a lot of this episode is going to be dedicated to the queen of fall, the goddess of fall, thine Pumpkin spice latte. The PSL. It has its own abbreviation. Everybody PSL. knows what it means. Everybody knows what it's about. Everybody's exasperated when they see it, but then they're also secretly relieved when they see it on the Starbucks menu. They know right. that gentleness and comfort are just around the corner, and it tastes delicious. That or at least is, it used to, it as did. I understand it. Right. So we have ourselves a bit of a scandal. So here's the situation the sleuths on TikTok who have children who are dropping their kids off at school and getting themselves a pumpkin spice latte cold brew have been reporting to us, the people that it doesn't taste as good. They couldn't even finish it. It isn't what they come to expect. Well, we found out why a lot of people were saying this in the comments. What the hell is this? Starbucks changed their shit. What's going on? There are two reasons why Chris, and I will tell you, then this is the heart of the fall industrial complex, big fall, big leaf. Big, big big leaf big leaf is behind this big autumn big big, big, uh, autumn. big chilly uh, weather big autumn sounds like a trucker okay so 
Big Fall is behind this. There are two things that are happening. One is that people that like pumpkin spice lattes didn't like pumpkin. They like pumpkin spice. This year, Starbucks put actual pumpkin in the syrup. And get this, it's not that good. Secondly, they changed their dispensers so there's less flavor. So they used to have pumpkin spice latte was two squirts. This year, it would take the four squirts. Why do they do that? Because they're going to get rid of less product. And on the aggregate, this will help them uh, deal with workers that want more money. Yeah, I, it's a great way to save costs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like you hear about those things like in airlines that used to have like Sky Mall magazine mm-hmm. in there. And they like they changed the thickness of the paper that they were printing Sky Mall on. Right. And it shredded like one tiny fraction of like an ounce but over the aggregate with how many thousands of flights all the airlines do every year and how many millions of miles they're traveling and all the thousands of gallons of fuel they're burning with let that much less weight the aggregate was like they saved i don't know hundred thousand dollars a year in fuel costs this is like that where when starbucks is putting less of their raw material i guess into their product they're saving costs and uh, that's really helpful when your workers are starting to unionize Correct. So Starbucks was called before uh, the Congress of these United States to ask, hey, it sounds like you're committing some crimes with regard to union. There's no proof right now, but it's not a good situation for you. And they're like, we are always supportive of people voting. And we would never fuck with A good thing to say in a democracy. Correct. So regardless, they're cutting costs and they don't want to deal with this anymore. And what's really ironic about this is a great thing to put into recipes as filler that doesn't really taste that good or that bad is pumpkin, which is what they've replaced their pumpkin spice syrup with like pumpkin. So not only do the dispensers dispense less shit, it's like, and this is not just pumpkin spice latte. They're putting less sweet stuff in your drinks because that shit costs money and they don't want to do that anymore. Secondly, they've put pumpkin in pumpkin spice lattes because it's cheaper than the actual stuff. So Chris, do you know what pumpkin spice is and why it tastes and it smells like pumpkin, but it is not pumpkin. Do you know what it is? No, I, do. Well, I mean, when I when I hear pumpkin spice, I start thinking of two things. I start thinking of like the color orange and what I think that would look like taste like in a fall sense, like pumpkin pie. And then I start thinking of other fall like flavors, like your cloves and your star anises and your cardamoms and your mm-hmm. cinnamons and that kind of like sweet, tasty, warming type of shit. I, I, I mean, as far as actual pumpkin, I could I, I I've never eaten. A, I've never raw dogged a pumpkin. But I think of like sweet, nice, toasty, spicy kind of flavors when I think of pumpkin spice. Right. So America, when they hear pumpkin spice latte, they think pumpkin because it looks like pumpkin. It's fall. It's orange. It's brown. It's red. It's yellow. It's football. No. False. Pumpkin spice has nothing to do with pumpkins. It has everything to do with pumpkin pie, in which pumpkin is just the ingredient that gives it some substance. Pumpkin is irrelevant. It is super relevant as a substantive vegetable thing that can sustain life if there's literally no other option, which is something we'll get into in a moment. Pumpkin spice is the following. A blend of cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, cloves, and allspice. It's literally, you think that you like pumpkin spice latte? No. You like that shit. You like cinnamon. Pumpkin pie. Right. And it's, I, I think it's the allspice in there. It says sometimes allspice. Because oh, it's, like, okay. it's like so spicy. Like inventive. Yeah. It's like, like when you go to, when you go back to civilization in the American West and ask for fry sauce and like sometimes it's got a little bit of like cayenne pepper kind of sprinkled in there. Yeah. When you go back to civilization in the Rocky Mountain West, which is the beacon of progress. Oh my God. I, it, was, it was so awesome. When, when we were in Wyoming for a week, a couple of weeks ago. Everywhere we went, if we were getting some kind of meal that had 
any kind of finger food, there yeah. was the immediate question of like, can I get you anything like fry sauce? Like yeah. it was included in the question. It was so awesome. Chris, tell the people what fry sauce is. Fry sauce is, I think, maybe the peak human culinary achievement. It's a simple blend of ketchup and mayonnaise and it goes on fries. Oh. And it is standard yes. at all burger eateries in the Rocky Mountain West. And it, it's, it's the most bizarre thing. Like this, uh, it, it, one of the folks that was working at uh, at the restaurant that we ate at in Lander, beautiful Lander, Lander, Wyoming, uh, was from Miami and had heard of it. Uh, but that's the anomaly, as far yeah, as I'm sure. as far as I can tell. Like nobody, nobody east of like Lincoln, Nebraska, knows what fries. Oh, sauce. Chicago, so they start they mixing together know. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, they're like, oh, what do you mean relish like on a hot dog? Like, no, I don't mean <laughs> pickles. I want fry sauce, man. Yeah. So it's exactly like that. Like, okay, so you don't, you think you like pumpkin. You don't. You like pumpkin spice. So now we've learned that Starbucks is making it pumpkin-y, which doesn't taste that good, which brings us to a larger point about pumpkins and about fall, which is how much of it is perception and how much of it is genuinely awesome. There are people out there, and I know a couple of them on Instagram, that will tell you pumpkins have commandeered fall for themselves, but really the queen of fall is the apple. Chris. So I'm going to ask you, apple shit or pumpkin shit? Oh man, that's mm. so hard to choose. So it, apple it depends on like, it depends on like reality. So, so really, really player three, the fundamental game theory question we have in front of us for this week is do we want actual like reality or do we want vibes mm. when it comes to talking about seasons? If you're talking to me about vibes, it's got to be pumpkins all day. Sure. I mean, even like, like Harry Potter, Okay. Oh, true. It's got like a, you know, you, yeah. you think of like winter scenes sure. and like the Christmas and stuff. The fall, it plays a significant role in there too. They have pumpkin juice. Tell me that there's anything in the world that sounds as refreshing as an ice cold glass of pumpkin juice early in the morning in the beginning of the semester at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. I mean, the vibe is immaculate. The color is awesome. Right. It's a great decoration, whether it's like tiny or huge. It's got to be pumpkins. Now, if you're talking reality, I like me some apple cider. Mm. I like me some hot spiked cider. I like apple pies. I like raw dog and apples. I don't like raw dog and the crappy mealy. What are they? The red delicious. Oh, those are gross. But those that I was like the red yes, dog I, shit. Yeah, those are gross. But those are pretty good for uh, apple sauce, which I make every fall uh, for the missus. It was her grandma's secret recipe. But grandma, I think, did not like when apples would get like brown. So she wanted to keep mm. them fresh with lemon. So she put many times the amount of lemon lemon that most applesauce recipes come and makes it zesty. It's really good. I mean, I think I've, you've had it before a couple of times. I, I have. This, this I'll, I'll really tell you good. what. Nick is not a great cook, but mm. he's a great cook when he makes that applesauce. That applesauce. Yeah, I can. I can make. I can make some. I can make some applesauce, man. So pumpkins, not pump, pumpkin spice, but pumpkins. The Why? actual gourd. The, right. the, the large vegetable that grows on a vine. And it's really interesting because when you think about it, when you when you hollow out pumpkins to make jack-o'-lanterns, you're doing that. If you think, like, do I want this in my Starbucks cup? Like, no, you want the pumpkin pie shit, which is just sugar and a bunch of really other various sugar spice things. There's no pumpkin. You don't pumpkin in your cup. But it's so good at sustaining life that when you move here, let's say theoretically from the United Kingdom or England, Wales, or Scotland at the time, and you settle, and in Massachusetts, you're like, wow, it's a really great growing season. Now there's a foot of snow on the ground. What are we going to eat? Like, well, we have these orange things. Let's eat those. And so as a result of that, because you know that beer will make you forget about how fucking cold it is outside, you start to brew beer. So if anybody tells you, I don't like pumpkin beer because of the marketing. Okay. 
bucko. It is the original contribution of the these United States to the beer scene globally. There is one caveat. It sucked back in the day. Well, and many, many breweries across America have paid homage to the, the early settlers in, uh, in the New World. Of course, I'm referring only to the people who came over on a boat, not the ones that were actually already here. They mm-hmm. paid homage to that tradition of making shitty pumpkin beer by continuing to make shitty pumpkin beer. Correct. So as soon as the craft brewery explosion happened, which most people will tell you in the 80s, Anchor and some other people, they like these famous craft breweries, they started becoming craft breweries, and they're like, I don't want that mass-produced beer stuff like in Big Lebowski. So they started making craft beer, and then they, as soon as craft beer nerds found out that the founding fathers brewed beer, they were like, oh, let's recreate the recipes. Like, I'm going to just clue you in on some shit that we ate 200 years ago. Wasn't good. It's like like in Captain America. I mean, he really, he, he warned anybody that's interested in like historical recipes. Like, yeah, food's a lot better after being frozen for 70 years. So we used to boil everything. Like, food sounds like, well, my, my partner's really interested in these like historical kind of recreating stuff channels. And it's like, oh, here's what life would be like in Tudor England. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a whole channel dedicated to like 17th century. So like 1600s colonial era food. And my brethren, you don't need to be more curious than you are right now because it all looks like dog shit. Right. There's no, there's no frying. There's no butter. There, I mean, it's it's just like, well, it was difficult to find stores of anything because there were no stores of anything anywhere, and so the settlers used to grind up the dust of small roaches and sprinkle it into raw flour and consider that a hearty day's breakfast. It's it's all terrible, terrible stuff. And we like we we don't have to reinvent the home. We don't have to like redraw the diagram of the wheel and we don't have to recreate these crappy 18th century recipes. Yes, and there's there's no real reason to. So what happened, Chris? I mean, it's if you you're completely correct in that there is a reason some of that shit is old. However, there is, there is a, a, a gentleman, a graduate student at the University of Wyoming, one of the most famous TikTokers in the history of the app, who has one bit. That bit is finding old, weird baking recipes from like starting maybe 1890s through the 1970s, and he makes them, and he hits a home run about 10% of the time. About 70% of the time, he's like, and about 20% of the time, he's like, I need to go to the hospital. That's an interesting bit. Who is that? I don't. I don't know that guy's name. I know that my wife is obsessed with this scrawny uh, gay fellow who is just fruity and delicious, and he makes these recipes. And it, when it blows his mind, you're like, "Oh yes, they got a good one." Uh, do, have you ever tried to make any of the recipes? No, but I'm I'm going to demand that that happens in my household. Yeah. Is 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 this guy like a is he like a history grad student at UW? I actually don't know what he's studying, but I do know that he is in Laramie right now. Yeah. A Laramie legend. He's probably from cleaning up at the Cowboy right now. Yeah, Buckhorn. He's, is he, the Buckhorn or the Cowboy? Which Buckhorn. The Cowboys and Jackson. Well, is is there not a Cowboy in Laramie? I'm sure. I mean, they're the Cowboys. I'm sure that there is, but the Buckhorn is yeah. what you're thinking of. Yeah, the Cowboys, the, the million dollar Cowboy bar, which is behind me. Okay, pumpkin beer. So then it goes away. They have to brew beer. Got to get drunk. Winter sucks. Being a settler's like, man, I wish I'd been born in the 21st century. They can't do that. So in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo Bills Brewery. Is that in Buffalo? No, it's in California. Duh. Of course. Right. So they learned that George Washington had a, a pumpkin recipe and they brewed it and they're like essentially gross. <laughs> 
And they it, it sounds it sounds terrible. So what do they just like throw pumpkin rinds in there with the hops and the wheat? Or well, what? I think that they tried some stuff out and then they rebrewed it and then they added like pumpkin spice to it. They made like a pumpkin spice beer. The crap and there's a great mental floss article about it. Um, the history of the 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 pumpkin beer because it's become a bit of a weird trope. And I, I'm fighting against it when I say like, yeah, the problem is you. Pumpkin beer has been around for a long time. It's a really important part of it. And I'll get on my high horse here in a second when we drink our beers. Uh, Jason Serafino wrote this article for Mental Floss and talked to guys at uh, Buffalo Bills and was like, the reception was not that like, wow, that's cool. They're bringing it back. It's like, you douchebags. You're trying to market to America drinking a pumpkin beer. And then it just increasingly got a little crazier and a little crazier and a little crazier. And now pumpkin beer is everywhere. So they're for beer people, there are two kinds of thoughts, like all in on pumpkin beer, this is delicious, and all out, ho-ho, that's not real beer. Um, both of you are right and wrong, for sure. So let's talk I, about I, our I, pumpkin beers. I have, yeah, yeah. We're, we're drinking them tonight. I am watching Thursday Night Football, um, FYI. Maybe the catch of the year just happened. We'll talk about that maybe tomorrow. Was it, was it Nick Chubb? He's on my fantasy team. Uh, no, it was George Pickens. So <laughs> I have, if you want to look and you can watch on our YouTube channel, I have Atomic Pumpkin. Hey, hold it a little bit closer to the camera. Okay. I there we go. Yeah. You like that ring light? Because I'm, I'm an influencer. There's so, a lot of... A lot of detail there. I have Atomic Pumpkin, which is a special release. This is the Voodoo Ranger. If you're a big fan of uh, New Belgium, they have some funky IPAs, and it's the Voodoo Ranger series. And this is their pumpkin version of that. So, Chris, what do you have? I have a nice, simple classic, but I'll tell you what, it is a darn good beer. I am drinking the Sam Adams mm. Oktoberfest, as you can see right here. Yeah. I have I'll tell you what, player three... I'm not like a beer guy. Nick does beer reviews, and, and he's he knows his way around the craft. He knows how to understand a beer, but yeah, I, I, I never thought I would say this. He's not that douchey about it. Uh, <laughs> Gee, and thank you. The word on the street among the beer aficionados is that if you want just a good, solid craft beer, but you don't want to pay craft beer prices or you don't want to wait for some exclusive distribution, buy Sam Adams. Yeah. They're as good as yeah. you can get. And I'll tell you what, the Oktoberfest is so nice. It's so pleasant. It just has a little bit of warmth on like the back end of it, but it, mm-hmm. it, it tastes like I want pumpkins to taste. It tastes like yeah. the pumpkin spice, and it makes me just want to curl up in a sweater, sit by a fireplace that I don't have in my home, and just <laughs> read a book that I don't... You know, I, I pretend to read. I, I pretend to read, yeah. Reading so hard, but I want that vibe. Yeah, and no. I, this beer helps me get it. Yeah, Sam Adams, they nail everything. Their pumpkin beer, if you can find it, uh, I think jack o' lantern or something, is really, really good. I have this atomic pumpkin, and I'm going to. That's porn right there. That's audio porn. So, uh, clip that. With pumpkin beer, it's very similar to the pumpkin spice latte in that once it became really sugary and pumpkin spicy, people were like, this is becoming gratuitous. This tastes like pumpkin pie in my mouth. So, people have started to go the other way and dabble into the roots of this is a brown ale with hints of pumpkin. Some of the best pumpkin ales out there are not sweet and pumpkin spicy at all. They're brown ales with hints of pumpkin, which are just a brown ale from the roots and the, mar- the, like the barley that you have around you at the time, which is my, the most romantic thing about beer to me. I love the idea of regionality in food. Like you make the stuff you have that you can grow in the ground. So a pumpkin beer from the eastern and the northern Midwest part of the United States, that's some good old-fashioned shit. It is our first contribution to the beer scene globally now we're the masters of ipa which is so ironic and stupid but that's how it goes it, it, it feels a little bit like uh, like that you remember that year i won the uh the rocky mountain regional powerlifting contest i was the wow, champion what a flex. In the, this, literal yeah. flex you literal flex flexed 
Yeah, but I the thing remember. I don't tell anybody, and which I'm revealing to everybody now, is that I was literally the only contestant in my weight class. class. So, yeah, that's right. you know, it's like congratulations to me, but you know, come on, chump. Yeah, you were the one that signed. I remember people were really excited. Uh, Johnny K, remember him? Yeah, he's had some legal. Oh troubles. yeah, yeah. Johnny K was a was a radio a, personality. A he was like really yeah. popular guy. He was like he was on like the local classic rock station, and I remember him just getting so jazzed. I've never seen a man look more like a beat. He was just so amped, and he was doing like the smell and salts. And he had some guy yeah, like yeah, slapping yeah. him in the face before his lift. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. That guy was that guy was uh, uh, something else. He had the same twenty stories, and if you caught him in a good mood, he'd tell you all of them in a row. Um, that happened to me. A couple, shout I out to Johnny K. Yeah, shout out to Johnny K. Hope you're uh, hope uh, your legal troubles from stealing content are good. Don't worry about no, it. You just can't don't just steal play any music of this, on the internet. You can't just because like people, you know, that's like their music. Okay. Yeah. So, pumpkin beer. We are growing it from the ground. It's exactly like pumpkin spice latte. So this is the this is the the part of this that takes discipline and understanding who you are and whether or not you give a fuck about what people think. That's the most important part of what you put in your body. Do I care? Am I getting addicted and ruining my health? That's it. So if you want a really sweet pumpkin spice latte beer, or if you want a literal pumpkin spice latte, that is your prerogative. If you don't like that sweet stuff, that's fine. The problem that you have with fall is are you being marketed to and lied to and like insinuate like is this pushing this thing that isn't real? And also, are people being jerks when they literally have, like, it's like projecting, like, oh, you don't drink that sweet shit. Like, no one's impressed by you for not drinking a pumpkin spice latte. I have had three since they started at my local coffee shop, and I've enjoyed every one of them. Yeah, and for the record, uh, according to Newsweek, uh, Starbucks this year trotted out the pumpkin spice latte on August 30th. So, yeah. fully, fully in the heat of summer. I get it's, you know, September, you can kind of fudge the line a little bit. But mm-hmm. Labor Day they, is fine. They just straight up had pumpkin spice latte on August 30th. Like, people hadn't even gone back to school yet. Yeah. No, it's got to be Labor Day. And doing it before Labor Day, that, that, that's like our Black Friday episode. Like, there's a fucking line. We used to be, we used to be a country, a proper country. <laughs> we used yeah. to be such a great country. We used to be, well, you know, somebody should, like, fix that and make it that way again. Anyway, let's take a break. We're going to talk about... Chris, we are going to talk about leaf peeping and Oktoberfest and a bunch of other stuff. But first, it's, our, it's time for our first mono. A mono. I uh, was supposed to get a trivia question to see who was going to go first, but I didn't. So I'm going to bequeath unto you the first overall pick in our first ever mono a mono draft of the best three things in the season of autumn. And then after we go through our six top things, we're going to do a honorable mentions of things that we had thought of. So Chris... With the first overall pick in the first ever mono and mono player one versus player two draft, what's your pick? For the first pick in the first ever competitive game here on Game Theory, mm. player one selects <coughs> football. Damn it! I'm taking football first. What a overall. great pick! Look, I can only apologize to the people who are out there who don't give a rat's ass about sports. And I know there are many of you, and I'm speaking directly to you when I say I don't care. Football's most important about fall. It's <laughs> so much fun. It's so exciting. Mm. Yeah, and, and here's a quick pitch for those of you who are into stuff like fantasy games or sci-fi or whatever else, but you think, you know, sports aren't for me. It's got pageantry. It's got excitement. It's got artificial rivalries. It's got mythologies and local legends. Mm-hmm. It has all of the fun stuff that you want in your life but it's packed into a television program that you can turn on and off at will. That's True. only here with the fall. It really 
rings in the season. Gives you an excuse to sit on the couch and get cozy. Gives you an excuse to drink more delicious seasonal beer. Yes. You can do it with your friends. You can do it by yourself. You can make money off it. You can lose money off it. Great pick. There's thrill and mm. there's so much fun associated with football. Chris, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch all Saturday. Stop. Stop pitching. I'm, I'm sold them. I might be going to Wake Forest, Clemson. Great pick. Great pick. What can I, what, what, what can I say? And we're going to talk more about that because football is part of the fall industrial complex in a way that is kind of mind-blowing. Like, I don't have updated stats, but I do have stats from 2014, and they're pretty crazy. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment with the second overall pick in the 2022, the year of our Lord draft, player one versus player two. Player one also drafts. I'm going to go with Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest, like the Oktoberfest, like the Oktoberfest in Bavaria. Correct. I've never been, but just the videos and imagery for sure. Oktoberfest is my number one kind of beer. Pretzels are delicious. They are probably more delicious in uh, Leberkusen. With is that what the, is that what those Stein? are called? Could you say that again? No, absolutely not. I guess with a Stein I of Oktoberfest beer, the greatest sandwich. That's not a sandwich, but it is a sandwich. Is sausage with kraut. That's it. It's grilled. Perfect. That everything works together. The German flavors of the kraut and the sausage and the drinking, and then you just drink. Oktoberfest all those beer. like uh, I feel like there's all those like fine wooden tables, like the yes. high polished pine woods. Correct. And, and you feel like you're tucked, like nestled in the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. literally, that's, like that's let that's me get bit. off my table to go drink and sing some songs, and maybe I'll chop some wood, and then I will pass out in the hay. Oh, Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the it's the one time of year where women can wear proper pigtails and men can wear proper hats with a with a strange angle and, and a nothing is over sexualized. No, absolutely not. Everyone's in suspenders. Doesn't matter who you are. That's right, because you had to keep your pants up. Okay, Chris, second pick. My second overall pick mm. in the draft. I've got a visual for this one. Mm-hmm. The second best thing about fall, in my opinion. God damn it! Don't take my pick. Flannel. Fuck. We've got flannel in the Damn house, it. folks. Tell me this isn't the vibe you want uh, to cultivate, Nick. Yeah. Tell me you don't want to be this small, Sherlock Holmes-ish, vest-wearing, flannel-sporting, leaf-raking bird. It's so comfortable. It's so stylish. You can have any combination of colors. It doesn't matter how deranged. I mean, like, it, it makes the 1990s graphic artists cream in their pants when you see somebody walking down the street with a purple, orange, and green flannel shirt and it looks Chris, awesome again you took my pick i mean like that was gonna be i was well i was gonna say plaid but plaid flannel yeah like i mean it's like you know man man manly well not even manly everybody like plaid flannel is the best and I, I have blue i got red i got the green I got all of it it's it's the perfect article of clothing in summer it's way too hot winter you know you're not gonna wear it to the beach in spring break no you can start sporting it in fall and you can feel good about it it's you really fresh can. that's 100 percent. i'm on board November. with flannel with the second pick Player one also drafts. I'm going to go. I got to go with hiking. I got to go with hiking. Got to go with peeping. Ooh. I live in the state of North Carolina. We went to the Blue, Blue Ridge Mountains last year. We went to Boone, North Carolina. We got saw the leaves and stuff. It's nice and crisp. We get there and, like, and it's freezing in Boone. It's warm where I am in North Carolina. Now, like Boone and everybody that goes hiking in Vermont and New Hampshire and then Wyoming. Like I, The first time I ever went hunting, it's, it was started out as fall in the morning and then it became winter in October 1st. Being outdoors in the fall is better than being outdoors in the winter, unless you're one of those people and you have all the proper gear. Being outdoors in the summer, like if you want to take your shirt off and get drunk at a beach, fine. Being outdoors in the spring is often moist. I don't love that. Fall yeah, is the, mo- the moist. The, the more outdoors. moist you get, 
Yes. Then and it's gross. The less comfortable you feel. Correct. It's gross. There is no perfect spring weather. It's like it feels like spring, but that's just because you've been marinating in winter. Fall is perfect weather. The humidity goes down. It is the best. Being outside is my second pick. Yep, that's an excellent point. And, you know, underrated benefit of enjoying hiking in the fall. You can you can kid yourself into thinking, like, mm. you know what, I'm going to get out and do some hiking or whatever, and then I'm going to give myself permission to just relax and, you know, put on my winter coat, and then I'll get in shape in the spring. It's the perfect amount of self-deception where you can be a little active without having to actually get in mm-hmm. shape. Correct. It's even perfect. Even if you live in, like, Philly or New York or Chicago, you can go walk around a park. Better. It's exactly. going to be better. It's going to be better. It, okay. It's accessible. Third pick. All right. My third and final pick here. Yeah. Daylight saving time ending. <sighs> that is the third best thing about the auto to me. Let me oh, tell you man. something. Every time spring rolls around and people have to shoot their clocks forward by an hour, everybody bitches and moans and it's just complain, complain, complain. We should end daylight saving time. It doesn't make any sense. Let me hit you with some knowledge. It does make sense. Okay, and as evidence of that, we're gonna get canceled. Let me let, let me let me let me set the scene for you. It's a Saturday night. You spent all day sitting in your comfortable lumberjack flannel shirt. I literally you've yeah. pounded five or six red slash pumpkin spice beers. You've been mm. watching football with the homies. Maybe you got a fireplace. The breeze is outside. It's cold. Mm-hmm. It's harsh. The windows are rattling, but inside you're nice and snug and warm. This is porn. And you it's audio porn. Get an extra hour of just laying in your bed on Sunday morning. That's true. Nobody wants to end daylight saving time in the fall. Nobody wants to get out of bed at the same time when they could just relax, stay cozy, get caught up on sleep for once. Daylight saving time ending in the fall is the third best thing about it. And that's it. I've said my Do you remember when you're a partier and you you stay up to like 1 a.m. and then you're up like a little too late and then you check your phone and it's like, Oh my God, it's back to being 1 a.m. Like, I'm oh already God. less hungover. College students, it's, it's the perfect scenario. <sighs> it is. You, you can just keep going. Mm. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, like listen, listen up this year. In the fall, nobody's going to say a damn thing about ending daylight saving time because they're not cutting their clock short. Yeah, Chris, on a similar note, um, I can't believe this pick is still here. I, I have my, my two last picks were the picks I think are going to be my best players, but I knew I could get them in the latter rounds. I knew that you would go football at some point. I, I thought I, this would happen. It's a great pick. But with the last pick, I'm going to go with Thanksgiving. I mean, oh, that's that's you know, that's first overall. One. Like I knew you wouldn't do it, though. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I want to try to diversify this year. It is I, the greatest I holiday. Big guns. Uh, when I, you're I a kid, and I, I love Christmas season. I love Christmas season. I like going to malls. I like being about I like the hustle and bustle, markets and things. I love that kind of stuff. I like Christmas cocktails and pemperbed and all that stuff. The day, the best holiday is Thanksgiving because all you need, is, it, it doesn't matter how successful or wealthy or what your food is, is to be around your people. There are no expectations. We're here. We're family. There's football. It's warm. Nobody has any financial obligations. Like, just cook the food you have. If you can't afford anything else, just do your best. And let's get fat and let's watch some ball. And let's watch. And then let's watch Charlie Brown Christmas when we're uh, when we wake up from our naps. Like, it's the best day in the history of the world. There is no country that has a better holiday than American Thanksgiving. Yeah, and and that's that's a good take. You know, I'm I'm a big Christmas guy, so I I gotta say Thanksgiving is not at the top of my holiday list. But it it, it has everything going for it. It really is just a matter of togetherness, being grateful for what you have, celebrating that through you know maybe a little excess consumerism. But at the end of the day, you're trying to get cozy and you're trying to connect with the people that are the most important to you. And it's especially important for people with traditions like uh, you know like the Detroit Lions have been playing football on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And my for, alma mater plays every Thanksgiving yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, they they play for generations. You know, big. 
rivalry games. It it, it means something. And, you know, the, the, to say football is more than a game is cliche. Uh, but in some sense, you know, it brings people together. We, we get the most excited we get during the football season on Thanksgiving. Right. So and we on, get to celebrate that a little bit. And, for Ole Miss, they play their biggest rival on Thanksgiving, which is, and it's Mississippi State. And there's a lot of family, right? Like people go to both schools. It's like a local regional rivalry, of course. But for, for Detroit and for Dallas, and like now there's a third game, and I love all the football games. It's fine. But for Detroit and Dallas, it's really kind of been fascinating because. It's the only day of the year where, in my opinion, for two teams, it doesn't matter what happens to the rest of the season, they kind of win a day. And that's how the game of baseball is. Like, as long as you win the, the game that day, like, it's fine. And, you know, you want to win the playoffs, but, like, just win the day. And that's the only time it's true in the NFL is, like, just, just win Thanksgiving. And you get to do the turkey thing and John Madden back in the day when RIP. Like, it's just, it's the best. I love Thanksgiving. I do have some honorable mentions, and I really am serious about this one. Uh, school. School is a vibe. Going back to school is a vibe. Like, school is annoying. But going back, to, and you got football as a distraction, and you got the pumpkin spice, and you got all the beer. It should be like it's good to be like you know it's a fresh year. It's a new me. The well, Julian all the, all the stationary nerds out there, you, you stock up on pens, you stock up right. on pencils, you stock right. up on fresh notebooks. Tell me the smell of a fresh mm. set of That's notebooks isn't call. the best smell about? The I fall. love school. School is a great honorable mention. I mean, I think that the the actual calendar is dumb. The academic calendar is genuinely better. Like I another, definitely another uh, another honorable, honorable mention, mention yeah. on this end. Halloween got to be Halloween. Great one. Sugar. You guys, I'm saying it right now. Game Theory is a candy corn podcast. And if you don't like that, get the hell out. <sighs> I come and go. It's year to year. Yeah, it's well, year year. this year we're, we're candy year. corn. Last year was a lot of candy corn. I candy corned very hard, very did you overdo over. It? I, well, I, I, did it over, I overdid it the night before, and then I had no other option. Well, because you can overdo it. Uh, do you remember that time? Uh, it, it was years and years ago, and, and uh, little Jack was just a kid. Like a little baby, and he was he was old enough to walk, but he was. They dressed him up as a boxer. Oh, he yeah, had I these do. huge gloves I on his do. tiny little hands, yeah, and like yeah, all the yeah, way yeah, up yeah. his arm, and he's just you know wandering around the house. And we fi- they figured out that if you like drop some candy on the ground, he would go over to it and he would try to pick it up with the gloves, and he can't pick it up with the gloves, so he would like lean down all the way out and put his face on the floor and eat the candy corn off the floor. It was, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I do remember that he also very famously and very adorably got mad at somebody for buying him clothes for Christmas when he was like five, which was hilarious. That was incredible. He tried to be all polite about it. Like, oh, how about this? And he just goes, huh? <sighs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Speaking of gifts, let's move on and let's wrap up uh, this episode. We are going to talk about the other economics and marketing ploys of fall. So of course we've got Buffalo Bill, um, Doing the, 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 pumpkin, the beer. The pumpkin spice industrial complex. Right. The, the, the pumpkin spice industrial complex. And then now, like, we think that there's, as of 2017, the Huffington Post reported $500 million on pumpkin spice lattes in, in the year 2017. That's absurd. That's that is so absurd. much. Like, is that just this year? Or is that like That was over... 2017 in the year of 2017. Oh. Okay. I don't have updated. Right. I don't have updated Still, figures. That's, that's crazy. I mean, you that's wanna, so much money on you want a, flavor. You want a crazier number? In yeah, the state of North Carolina... Fall foliage generates $1 billion in tourism. You want to know a crazier number? That's absurd. In Vermont, it's $460 million, but it's 25% of its entire tourism portfolio. Holy cow. So, like, so when, when, so anybody who's ever like seen a tree Oof. knows that. It's not a, a, a season, like a three-month-long process of like gradually the tree changes from green to gold to red, and it like slowly, like 
there's kind of like a period where you can go watch that magic happen, but then once it's over, it's over. It's not like like late December trees aren't still you know dropping off. So I have a take. At the same rate. I have a take. I did study literature in history in college, so despite my defense mechanisms, I am a little bit artistic. Okay. Um, I do have a take on this. And for those of you that have watched The Office, one of probably the most poignant quote in The Office that is cited over and over and over again, the one that really punched people in the face, in the gut, and ripped their soul out, was in the last episode when Andy Bernard was crying. And he said, I wish there was a way to know you were, these were the good old days when you're in them. And I my thought you take were going to say, I declare bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. I think that fall foliage is our visual... It's like our gut feeling that we are in the good old days. Like that moment, we like we know that this is fleeting. Like this isn't summer. Where like I have nine weeks of this. It's like this is like today and next Saturday, and then it's over. And then we're in winter, and winter's a whole thing. And it's like a couple months. And if you start in North Carolina, or if you start like way in the north in Canada and Vermont, then you can move. It'll be happening in Mississippi and North Carolina until like November. You can make an entire kind of season out of it. But around I, you, I, like, I saw I saw a tweet today. I don't want to. No, I feel bad about saying that. I can't, I can't remember who said it, but uh, I'd like to credit them if possible. But they said, I don't know how to explain this, but October, Thursday, and 8 p.m. are all the same. Perfect. That's a great way to put it. Like, they're exactly perfect. Yeah. I couldn't, I could, it, it's, and you look at the, the colors and you're like, yeah, this is like, I know that this is like a once ever moment. It's not true. It comes back every year predictably. But it feels that way. So you want to capture that kind of soulless thing. So people are obsessed with this to the tune of billions of dollars. I went hiking. I picked it in the draft. It's amazing. It is amazing to see something that had been one way for so many days be like a little different. And then you're like, this is going to die. It's literally going to die so that there can be new life. It's, it is circle of life stuff. And it's actually, it doesn't die. Player three, it goes dormant. It goes, but yeah, for the, the literati among the us, leaf. dormancy and death are one. The leaf dies. I've got some other interesting stats for you, Chris. Are you ready for more stats? Before we get out of here. I'm ready for more stats. So roughly in 2014, the year of our Lord also. In 2014, we think that somewhere between 84 to 89% of all study abroad students that came to the United States from any country outside of the United States came in fall. Do you know why? Is it because of the leaves changing? No. Is it because of the pumpkin spice? It is because of football. Football. Correct. Really? Yes. And here I thought it was just a diversion for dumb idiots like me. More than 92% of Americans that study abroad. Ask me what semester they study abroad. Uh, is it spring? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Americans are like, fall in America. No, I'm not leaving. I, I'm sure that France is whatever. Not going. That's a good this point. Is, wow. So I, I, want to I didn't know what you said. said hi. It's in, so this was back in 2014, and I was studying, talking to a counselor. He's like, yeah, we are getting to the point in the United Kingdom and in France, we don't even pitch people. Like, we don't try to find them in the spring to come to the United States. Like, they want to come and experience American football. They want to see the leaves. They want to do the thing. They, they want to be part of American football. And I, I understand it. Like, I'm a big Premier League soccer fan. There's nothing. There is no, There are, genuinely, off the top of my head, I probably can name 30 to 50 fan bases in college football that are crazier than every single sports team that has ever existed otherwise. There's this amazing clip from uh, from this British kind of personality. I, 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 I would say comedian, but I think that would diminish everything else he's done. Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. I think I think I mentioned in the last episode, Stephen Fry is 
arguably like the quintessential British man. And, and a few years ago, he did this series that was kind of like Stephen across the USA, and he stopped in a lot of places. And I don't, I don't know if he did every single state, but he did a lot. I mean, he certainly went to every region. And and one of the episodes was when he went to Alabama. And he, you know, of course, he talked about all the things that Alabama has to offer, and like, you know, it's it's history with slavery and how that industry has like changed over the Before centuries. Part of that, yeah. And uh, he did he did all kinds of really interesting stuff. And the the kind of closing part of the episode was when he went to the Iron Bowl. Mm. He saw Auburn, Alabama. He was on the field, kind of like as you know. VIPs or get taken down there. And the, the, the way he describes it in the video is so funny. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's, it's, sure. it's unbelievable. It's, he's like, it has all the, all the excitement of a grad national final, but really it's just a local derby between amateur students. <laughs> and it's just, it's just the funniest thing to hear this guy kind of dissect what we see as college football with all of its pageantry and colors right. and sounds and excitement and all this stuff. And the very final shot is these huge like fighter jets that fly over the stadium and he doesn't see it coming. And he just like, obviously super, super loud. And he's just like thrilled. Like he can't believe that he's seeing all of this. And it's like a standard part of American life in the fall. I mean, the heartbeat of the season really is dictated by the pace of football. And it's just such an important thing. So I, I guess it's surprising that it's that high when it comes to students studying abroad, yeah. trying to come to America. But I didn't realize, I mean, it, ma- it makes sense that it would be We have this higher. big obsession and this big distraction that happens to the point where like, it's really amazing to say like there are professional football stadiums in, in the country. None of them are in the top 10 in occupancy. And the average NFL stadium is not in the top like 35 of occupancy for college football stadiums. And that, a lot of that has to do with bleachers versus fold down seats. But it's sure. like this thing that we associate with going to college because America, and there were some places in China that were like this and Italy famously had some, had some things like this. America was the first country where your secondary education was mostly away from where you were like college towns. This is, we really made that part of our educational system in a way that was insanely profound. A lot of times, like you might go up the country or whatever to England, but in America, if you're from New Jersey, you can go to college in Indiana or Mississippi or Texas. And it's like this town, it's not always that that way, but they was set up for this. And then you get the leaves and you get the beer and your boys and your girls and you do football. And the college football is amazing because it has a lot of fans that are not really fans of football, but they're fans of their college football team. Like that, and it's, it's, there's something about it, like when you know that the, theoretically this is not going to be the case forever, but the students walk among you. They go to McDonald's too. They're one of you. They go to class with you, kind of, sort of, not really anymore, but you know what I mean? Like that's part of the deal. They are of your blood. There's no amount of love for a Philadelphia Eagle or a Cleveland Brown. Like, no, when I went to Ole Miss, like I went to class with those guys. I saw those guys at the same bar as me. It's different. It's like me and you. If I could be out there with you, I would be. So I'm going to be in the stadium. Yeah, it's it's a we, really in the truest sense, and, it's it, the only and I one. think that gets at one of like one of the best things about the fall. I mean, all the things we've talked about, whether it's football or Thanksgiving or all the drinking and stuff or all the flavor. That, the 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 thing to me that's really the best about fall is togetherness. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not unique to fall, but I think a lot of the things we do. 
to cultivate the vibe of fall, the feel of coziness and the feel of like, like the flavors of the warm spices and the comfort foods and the cozy flannel, all of that lends itself to wanting to be in the company of others. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be like your most intimate loved ones and being together with other people who just want to stand shoulder to shoulder with you and yell for a couple of hours or want to meet people in a tightly closed in space where the only fun thing to do because it's so cold is drink. It's it's the togetherness that really gets it for me. And so I like trying to divorce wholesale concepts like fall from this kind of commercial industrial complex. And, I, and, and maybe that's part of the reason that like pumpkin spice lattes being sold in August feels so weird. Yeah. It feels so commercial and so sterile in a way that just is antithetical, I think, to everything that the fall vibe and the autumn aesthetic are really about. And I, I don't know. I would encourage people to to lean really hard into the togetherness and all of the all the coziness and the comforts and make it be really present, I guess, this yeah. season of fall as it uh, as it started for us, I think, nineteen minutes ago. Nineteen minutes ago as we record this. Well I couldn't have said it better myself, Chris, I guess. What Prost. We're out of here. Prost. Subscribe, tell your friends, like, rate, review, all that stuff. See you then. Go Irish.